Hi, I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, our one and done episode. On our one and done episodes, we have a lighthearted, fun discussion, and we drink a beer. Cassie, do you want to tell us what our beer is today? Sure, I'd love to. Okay, so we are drinking Feather Falls Brewing Company Spring Eagle, a Pilsner. Is that say Spring Eagle? What's it? How many have you so- had? It's soaring. <laughs> soaring. Soaring oh, Eagle. Soaring. <laughs> wow. Both wrong. It is soaring Eagle. Well, you know what? Fourth time's a charm around here. Mm-hmm. On today's one and done episode, we also have a guest. Hello. It is our friend, Rachel. Hi, ladies. Hi, Rachel. So while we drink this soaring, did you say soaring the whole time? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we were both wrong first. That makes me feel better. I said Spraying or spring? Spraying, like spraying the season. Oh, spraying, <laughs> uh, You might notice our mic, uh, our mics. Uh, one of us is going to sound a little bit distant at a time because we have two mics and three people. So we're fi- this. Rachel's our first guest. Ooh, we should have gotten her like a prize for oh, being the now first I feel guest. Really left out. <laughs> well, nobody else got a prize because nobody else has been here. Do you want a spraying eagle? As your prize? No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So today on our one and done, we are going to be explaining a topic to Rachel that she knows nothing about. We did not warn her. We did not prepare her. What are we talking about today, Cassie? We are doing a little kink celebration. We're talking about fetishes. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Are you? Right up my alley. (laughs) Are you shy type? Ah, just depends on the conversation. Uh, When it comes to fetishes, do you have a fetish, first of all? I I don't think I do, honestly. All right. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do. Do you have a fetish, Tiffany? Um, Spraying eagles. That's it. (laughs) Well, actually, I'm just here to kind of burst your bubble because eagles can't give consent. So that's actually... (laughs) being dead serious you cannot have sex with an eagle because they cannot consent all right my fetish is out then that's fine that's fine okay let me taste this beer it's good i always love a good pills anyways okay so let's get into it i'll start i'm going to start by citing my sources i um have a lot of sources for this episode she was on Pornhub all night (laughs) actually i will get into porn at this it's at some point into this episode um Allure.com, an article called Common Sexual Fetishes, uh, Scoop Whoop, <laughs> a common, uh, Scoop Whoop, uh, an article, Common Sexual Fetishes, also independent.co.uk, uh, paraphilia, sexual fetishes, medical issue, voyeurism, exhibitionism, fetishism, atypical expert, that's the name of the article. <laughs> Um, and Glamour.com. Apparently, um, fashion magazines like to cover fetishes. I don't know, because I got a couple of these from fashion magazines online. Like every episode, or not episode, every issue of Cosmo features sex on the cover. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then also, uh, a podcast I um one of our favorite podcasts, actually, friends of ours, 
have a podcast and it's called Sex Queens and they actually have a fetish episode. So I'm going to use, I use that also as a reference. So I want to talk a little bit more about our friends, Jules and Aggie over at Sex Queens. They talk everything sex and they, like I said, they even have a fetish episode and I used it as a reference. They go into a little bit more of the psychology behind fetishes and they're awesome and they have more sex positive topics. They, they, they're really advocates for sex positive talk, which I also am an advocate for. And um, if you're interested in that, check them out. You can find them wherever you get your podcast. And that is Sex Queens Podcast. Definitely check them out. They're great. Yeah, they're two smart AF chicks who talk about sex. I mean, what's not to like? <sighs> Seriously. Um, all right, so we're going to get into fetishes but I just want to talk a little bit about um I, when I was researching this I found out that fetishes are kind of on a spectrum they on one end of the spectrum is what people would call like vanilla sex which is kind of relative because my vanilla is probably different than yours and it's probably different than yours so way different <laughs> <laughs> um so um you have vanilla and then a little bit higher up on the spectrum is what's called kink which is um you know outside of the norm and i'm doing air quotes but none of you can see that (laughs) and then next would be fetishes which falls under a bigger umbrella of paraphilia which is a term in the dsm-5 which we talked about last episode uh when we talked about phobias it's basically a manual that psychologists use to diagnose outside of the normal mental disorders. Mm -hmm. So fetishes fall under that umbrella of paraphilia, and I'll explain that a little bit further. And then on the other end of the spectrum from vanilla is paraphilic disorders, which those are fetishes or sexual preferences that are dangerous or can hurt yourself or hurt others. We are going to stick to the fetishes and probably a little bit of the kink. Um, but the difference between kink and fetish is kink is something that you could have or not have to get sexual gratification. So say one day you want to try some light spanking and you're into it, but you don't need it every time to have an orgasm. That would be a kink. Now a fetish is something that you require Mm -hmm. to achieve orgasm. And that's interesting because I did not know that. For some reason, I thought that a fetish was also take it or leave it kind of thing. You would just like it. So thank you for explaining that. You're very welcome. I'm always happy to talk about sex. (laughs) Um, I really am. I would talk about sex with a plant, I swear. Um, So now the difference between a fetish or a paraphilia is um, those are usually like the good because there's good fetishes and there's bad fetishes. Um, or good paraphilias and bad paraphilias. So a, a fetish would be, I'm going to use the example of a foot fetish because it's easy. It's simple. You're mm-hmm. into feet. So a fetish would be um, a if you have a foot fetish and you're consensually practicing that with your partner. Now, where it kind of turns into a paraphilic disorder is if you were someone in a position of power. Um, what's a good example? If you were, say, a physician. And when you had patients come in for something unrelated to a foot and you were examining their feet um, for sexual gratification, that is assault, essentially. So I shouldn't let my gyno do that anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
absolutely not. That oh is uh, not okay. So that's where it kind of goes in. And like a foot fetish, which I think is, uh, I think the, t- the it's podophilia. I think it's podophilia. Podophilia. I've not heard of that one. That's a, it's a, that's a Latin word for foot fetish. Mm. So another difference between a fetish and a um, paraphilic disorder is podophilia, which is a foot fetish, and pedophilia, which is the attraction to a pre- prepubescent child. And that is not a fetish. That is actually, I think, classified as a mental illness. And it is in the category of dangerous and harmful. So that's just kind of the difference between, you know, it's a thin line, but there is there is a line there. Um, so we're going to focus on the good fetishes, the fun ones, the consensual ones. So a fetish is typically, like I said, referred to as a behavior that someone cannot reach peak sexual arousal without. So they're probably going to ask you to participate every time that you are sexually active in this fetish of theirs. Um, usually fetishes start early on in life and they really can't be eliminated or changed. Um, there's a lot of theories how fetishes come to be, but it it could be different brain chemistry. It could be an experience. It could be, it could be something, it could start something as simple as say you're at a friend's house and they get in trouble and they get spanked by their parents. And that moment is frozen in your mind and it just kind of stems from there. Not that you were sexually aroused by that act, but it kind of intrigued you and then it kind of grew into something when then you just had a, a spanking fetish after that as an adult. So I, I thought that was interesting. Now, I think that's a little that's a little bit about the backstory and what a fetish is and what the differences are. I personally, I would say that I don't live in the fetish area of the spectrum, but I'm definitely not on the vanilla side. I'm, I am I live kind of in the kink on the spectrum. I'm probably vanilla as fuck. I'm pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. Have you ever, <gasps> Rachel, our guest, you said you don't have any fetishes. I No, I don't really think so. And now I'm thinking that the definition was, in my mind, totally different than what you guys are saying also. Yeah, it is interesting. I thought it was something you just liked. And that's what I thought too. I didn't realize that it was necessary. Yeah, I didn't know that. Do you think that you've ever been with somebody who had a fetish? Yes. (laughs) Now I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I do. Okay. Do you have a fetish for us, Cassie? Uh, yeah. And I personally, I don't. Did I say I don't have a fetish? Yeah, I don't have a fetish. I've had experiences with fetishes though, and I will definitely share at the end. Okay. So the first one I'm gonna talk about is urophilia. And that's a fancy name for golden showers. Yes. Or the more direct name, pee play. Mm-hmm. And that is people who find urination sexually arousing. Would you ever pee on somebody? Would I pee on somebody if they asked? I mean, honestly, if I was in the shower and they said, Do you, will you pee on my foot? I probably would because I probably already had to pee because I was in the shower. <laughs> would you? Would you if they asked ni- like nicely, very politely, please pee pee on me? At 100%. Aww. I would for sure pee on someone. I'd be I like, have been where somewhere. do you want it? Open your mouth. I have been somewhere, a street fair, where I saw a woman getting peed on in a pool. Uh, like by men and women, yes. <gasps> she just laid in there, ate her Chinese food, and 
she got peed on. Well, Chinese for hours. pool seems dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It was like a baby waiting, like a pool on the street. Oh, my And goodness. she was in it, and uh, people were peeing on her. Women with funnels and men with Oh, their... I was going to ask, like a she-we? Oh, a she-we? Wait, we she- You know, literally like a funnel. Girls had them. It was readily available. I didn't know this was a thing. I mean, I, I've heard of peeing on people, yeah. but to actually see it live in is public? quite interesting. Oh, yeah. It was a Castro Street Fair. Oh, that makes sense. Or Leather Fair or whatever the other one. There's two of the majors. Uh, Castro right, Street well, Fair and Leather or something. BRB, I'm buying tickets to that. It's free. You do you, for starters. But also, I had no issue really with the pee thing. But the fact that she was eating in a small pool while uh, being peed on. It, that's yeah, a lot she of had stuff. Like, it was like to go and she was eating and people were peeing on her. It was really. I couldn't get close because I was afraid to smell. You know what? I, I was about from here to the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've heard that that's part of it. Some people want you to like eat asparagus. Um, you know what? I don't think I would, you know, if my husband was like, you know, I've really been thinking about this. I'm into it. I would say like, okay, you could pee on me just like maybe from like the waist down. down. I don't want any, um, it doesn't, I'm not sexually aroused by urine, so I wouldn't want it anywhere near my face. Mm. No, God, no. Yeah, I feel like pee play rules are the opposite of fighting rules. Waist down only, right? <laughs> okay, and then you can, um, what's our next one? Our next fetish is splooshing. Have you heard of this? Never heard of that. Splooshing is watching people sit on food. Okay, so watching people sit on food. I have heard of this I've seen I've seen situations of this and also more recently I have seen have you guys seen that woman who smushes her face into bread yes I have do you think that that is a kind of connection to splooshing her smashing her face into bread yeah I think it is I think it's also um I think you like rub smear squish sit step any food? Uh, like probably something that's like what, like a cake, like cake frosting. Um, Never heard of this. I think it's it's kind of like that. Like if your entire body was covered in like some kind of like soft, wet food. Like I could think of cake frosting. Cake mm-hmm. would be I probably well, an like ideal. mashed potatoes. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Mashed potatoes. Rachel's into it. Have you ever seen that in the street fair? Uh, no. Would you um, sploosh? Splosh? Would I rub food on me or sit on food? Um, I mean, I guess I'd sit on a cake. I don't. It's not. It's. I guess. It's I mean, this than, is assuming someone asks you yeah, to. Consensual. Yeah. Somebody says I'm really into it. I guess it's better than getting peed on. Oh God! If I had to choose. You have to choose, <laughs> Rachel. You have to choose. Either you're gonna get peed on, belly button down, or you have to sit on this three-layer vanilla cake. I mean, cake, hands down. <laughs> However, I don't think I would do this for my person. Well, that's I, what I, I'm it, just saying. I, 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 no, I don't think I would. It's totally fine. That's what consent's about. Yeah. I don't like to be dirty. That is true. <laughs> that is what consent's about. What if, I mean, the whole thing with this is, though, like, that's kind of like a make it or break it, though. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's what God. makes it kind of difficult, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, our, our, uh, I'll go into the next one. We're going to talk about that and like kinks and fetishes and consent at, at the end. So okay. we'll have a conversation okay. about it. Um, the next one is a nylon fetish. It's uh, a commonly accompanies a foot fetish. And a nylon fetish would be you might like the look of nylons. You might like the, uh, the feel of wearing them on your feet, on your toes, on your legs. Um, and, and the person who has a fetish might even want to smell the nylons or have them shoved in their mouth, which would double as a gag in a BDSM. That's a twofer. Twofer. Would you, um, I know you have and I, you and I have talked about this before in another episode, but like, say, what if your husband, uh, had a nylon fetish? Would you be down? Like he wanted to wear them or wanted me to wear them? Both. Either one. If my husband wanted to wear nylons, I would not tell him he couldn't wear nylons. I mean, I would say most of the time it was about choking with the nylons. I mean, I personally have never done that. I've always used, I can't believe I'm doing this with my cousin. (laughs) Um, It's always been the scarves, but um, nylons, I mean, I've heard of other people doing that. Never in the mouth, though, or about wearing because, yeah, we're all females and in my world like use <laughs> like using nylons for a choking thing yeah. or a scarf for or like thing? to tie you know your wrist with was that mentioned like binding yeah yeah, yeah. oh wow yeah so in case listeners didn't catch that rachel is a lesbian so her situations with these fetishes would be different than me talking about my husband wearing nylons yeah i guess it would be because that would be you okay with him dressing like a female yeah. In so some aspect, I guess. Yeah. So it kind of sets it up differently. Okay. I did not know that nylons were commonly used for choking. I never thought about that. I, would, I don't know that they're commonly. I mean, I just I know that girls, females have used those. I mean. It, well, probably because they're easily accessible. Exactly. You know, like it's just like, part of it. Like not planned situation, you know. I yeah. Just, Check the top drawer. We're getting, <laughs> we're getting freaky. I mean, I just, as like, if my husband wanted to wear nylons, I would be totally fine with that. But I would just say, shave your legs because that's going to be so many ingrown hairs. So many. <laughs> I don't think my husband would fit in mine. He would have to buy his own nylons. He would have to shop at like a big and tall. Yeah. Because he's for not, nylons. he's not big, but he's very tall. Yeah. Oh my God. My husband could probably fit in my nylons. I'm actually going to try. <laughs> I will ask him if he'll try the bun. I know he'll say no. But maybe I can put it at like a, as a scientific experiment. I could frame it that way. Do you think that the the fetish comes from the look of? Did, may, maybe you said this. I don't know. We're we're beers in at this point. So do you think that the fetish comes from the way they like look and feel in the nylons, or like the actual just touching the nylons themselves? All of it. I think it could be everything. It, yeah. It's everything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. It, you are up. Okay. Vorerophilia, which right. is the sexual fantasy of being swallowed alive by another living being. Oh my. Have you done, Rachel, have you ever been swallowed alive by another? No. Swallowed. Have you heard of this? No, no. <laughs> I honestly hadn't heard of it either until Cassie talked to me about it. And it made me think of two things Pinocchio, the whale. Oh, yeah. Right, Cassie? Yeah. And also, they were trying to do on, I think, Animal Planet or some channel. I'm not sure what channel. 
Um, do you guys remember when that guy was supposed to be swallowed alive by an anaconda on TV, but then he ended up backing out halfway through because it was crushing his body? Oh, my God. No, never heard of that. Um, that's I don't like that. Um, <laughs> I OK, so now this I did remind me of when the whale swallowed Pinocchio, mm-hmm. too, which is something about this. It seems impossible. So this fetish really plays into like anime cartoons Mm. uh, drawings stuff like that it's really I think focused on I think it's called erotic consumption and it's really focused on like being swallowed alive and then that the big belly of having something swallow you alive Hmm. the the full belly afterwards I wonder if that has anything to do with like anxiety like when your mind just goes too far and you just think outlandish things because on the flip side when I would get stressed out or have lack of sleep, when I was having anxiety, I thought I swallowed things that I know I could not have. Like if I couldn't refi- if I couldn't find them, I was like, I swallowed it. Like my your first keys? Thought. Keys, my badge. I literally was oh like, I must God. have swallowed it. Like, and I don't know and where you're like, Wait, it no. came from. I've not had it in a very, very long time. But I wonder if that is also like, I mean, because obviously that could not possibly happen and on my end it was due to anxiety you just think above and beyond like what can really take place okay that's very fascinating and we talked about anxiety on our main episode this week so that's crazy that you even brought that up like such a serendipitous moment yes yeah like toothpicks Uh, if I like in the meat if I lost it I'm like I'm did I eat it I I that might actually be a phobia yeah, I, I, I think it has something to do, but I, I'm wondering if on this end, anxiety plays a part in that. Because how would they, like they're wanting it? They're they wanting want to be, to be swallowed by something, another living well, thing. Maybe that wouldn't be anxiety then, but anyways, but sorry on, about that. But that, does, that makes sense that that would be a symptom of anxiety because what is like one thing that you have the most control of? What you put in your body. Mm. And feeling so out of control is like stuff going in your mouth without like it's yeah. so close to your brain it's and a your, very strange like you're there's no way that I could have swallowed the things I thought were, yeah. you know, I'm like where are they oh there must be in my body now where does that come from it, it just was complete that stress. has to be it's it's it, it and I don't mean this disrespectfully because I I have a phobia as well and it's mm. very the fear that I have is very irrational mm. and that is an irrational fear yeah of exactly. swallowing something no it is it really is that might be uh, a specific phobia. You should look into that. Yeah, I would. I didn't at the time want to look into it because I thought it would just feed my mind more yeah. of like I have this now. But uh, yeah, I, maybe I should. Yeah, read read back on it. I totally get it. Uh, staying off like Google when you have something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I have a rash. Oh my gosh, it's leukemia. <laughs> I WebMD told me that I have 34 days to live. Yeah. Never go on Web, WebMD when you're not feeling uh. it. That's for damn sure. I really appreciate your perspective on this uh, fetish. Yeah. When I thought of it, I pictured it, I guess, I don't know if this is just like so literal, but I just pictured it because it's sort of like a huge, huge version of penetration, something going into something else. Oh yeah. Does that make sense? That's where my mind went, but that's, that's like so much less interesting and beautiful than what Rachel said. Now I want to take it back. (laughs) No, because that that on that, who would that have be for? For the person getting swallowed or for the yeah. person 
that's swallowing. I think it's more. Now, this could very quickly go to paraphilic disorder because you think about erotic consumption. You think about like Jeffrey Dahmer and Mm -hmm. all, you know, those guys who did erotic consumption. So this is more when practiced consensually and safely. It's more about like anime and cartoons and um, animated videos. It's not like literally someone swallowing someone whole. But I think it's actually about going into the mouth, like being swallowed or watching an anime video of someone being swallowed and the big belly afterwards. Almost Mm. like an anaconda. Like you, you were, I think, pretty right on to like associate it with that because they do have a big lump in their body. Um, so that's the fetish is the big lump in their body. It's part of it. Yeah. Now to me. Okay. So I'm going to ask myself this question. If my partner said I'm really into this and they had to watch pornographic anime of this every time. I, I think that to me is, I don't think I could, I think that would be a conversation I'd want to have at the beginning. So I could just say, you know what? Not my thing. Hope you find somebody who's also into that mm-hmm. or, or, or could do that. Cause I don't think I could do that every time. It's just, I'm not into anime. I'm not into, Mm -mm. yeah, you know, that's a little bit much for my personal taste. You know, I'm out. I'm vanilla as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The next one is, which I find this one fascinating. It's diaperism. When Mm. uh, adults (laughs) like to be cared for like an adult baby. Yes, there's actually a TLCS show about this. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. The girls acting like babies and their boyfriends are cradling them. Do they actually like shit in the diaper? That's my question. Does it also involve bathroom situations? I, my gosh, I I couldn't even imagine. Yes, remember that story about that man who hired a nanny um, yeah. And he said his his brother quotes was um, disabled and he needed a caretaker, but it was actually himself who had diaperism. And he, I mean, that's sexual assault. This nanny had no idea. So now there's a difference. Okay, so with diaperism, some people wear it as a, it's a non-sexual thing, and they wear it as a way to de-stress. And um, Jules and Aggie talked about this specifically on their podcast about fetishes. And they, this man, they read an article about, he came home from work and dressed as a baby, but it was a non-sexual thing. It was a way for him to de-stress from uh, his stressful adult life. And his wife took care of him like a baby, wasn't a sexual thing. Uh, But then there are people who are sexually aroused at the idea of wearing a diaper, being changed like a baby, sleeping in a giant crib so there's two different ways I can kind of wrap my mind around the de-stressing situation because it's like I'm a baby now none of these problems I don't need to worry about them because I'm an infant right the sexual component of this I just I mean I don't know I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about well it's like getting away with your deviant mind kind of if you're having I mean, it's a strange because it is, it just makes uh, somebody without this fetish go to dark places. I feel like, at least for me, exactly. I, I don't have any judgment on people that have this. I just wonder, you know, what, what caused it? This one is a little bit more interesting in that way. 
I think it's a, a difference between it's diaperism is where the person is not fetishizing, fetishizing a baby. They are the baby. So it's like they're a baby. So I think it's not sexualizing a baby or, or fetishizing a baby, but it's like they're the baby. And something about being taken care of as a baby and not the other way around, you know what I'm saying? So basically it's not, it has nothing to do with the baby or the age of the person. It has to do with the fact that the person who's wearing the diaper is being totally pampered and taken care of. Yeah, it's a, I, I think it's more about like, um, and I don't know because I'm not an expert, but I am assuming that it's about, you know, kind of like a like a Freudian thing, like a Oedipus mother baby mother thing. It's not, I don't think it has to do with like the baby is sexy because the person who has a fetish dresses up as a baby and it's about being taken care of as a baby. So there's no sex involved? I mean, I'm sure there is. So that's where I'm saying, so I'm talking about the other person that is now having sex with the baby. Well, and see, that and is something like, that... I don't know that I would do that for my person either. No. <laughs> They're acting like a baby and they want this and it's like... I agree with you. I would not um, be, that's not my thing. I don't think I could be with someone who has diaperism because... Um. I'm not attracted to babies, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think the caregiver, I don't know how, what the schematics are. I don't yeah. know if, if they change out of the baby clothes or maybe if they don't. But I, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's a, like a pedophilic thing, like a pedophilia. Yeah. I think it's um, being ter- taken care of like a baby, like being mothered. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, that to me, I think I would be like, you know. Uh, not my thing. Find please find someone who could <laughs> consensually take care of you like a baby. Yeah. Honestly, this one to me is making the anime swallowing cartoons look like a million bucks. <laughs> like I would go back to that guy, probably break up with the diaperism guy. No judgment. You do you as long as you're not hurting anybody. I'm just saying that's I'm out. I might go to the pee guy. You, you, not the pee guy. Pee girl. The Rachel's pee girl. really no. Rachel's really the pee out. Girl. Pee guy. <laughs> The Pia girl's looking real great right now. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Our next fetish, objectum sexuality. This refers to a sexual relationship or attraction to an inanimate object, such as a car, the Eiffel Tower, a vacuum. I remember there was a show about what What did the guy marry, a carousel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God absolutely did I also saw a show where a man was in love with a car and um this is you know I don't really want to compete with a vacuum to be quite honest I mean the sucking power alone puts me to shame there's no way I could compete with that <laughs> the sucking power oh god but it just it all of these really are just pushing the limits to things that we do kind of we all want to be cared for we all love an inanimate object. We just don't love it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we love cartoons. Like, it, this is just basically pushing. It's excess. Such, yeah, exactly. Such, uh, and it's amazing how we are so much the same, but so so different. Uh huh. So amazing. It is. It really is. That's such a good point. Very good point. Very good. I just want to say one more thing about a 
objectum. I keep almost saying rectum. Objectum. Objectum? Sexuality. Is, uh, this is another one which I don't know if this is, I don't know. I just, it, it's another one where it feels like maybe your first sexual experience just happened to be near a certain object. Like it feels very random and could happen to anybody in any sort of a st- bizarre string of circumstances. Does that make sense? Well, it also could be about how they grew up and if they were alone and just, you know, felt like only that one thing has always been there, like a dog or, you know what I mean? Like, it like, just, it like they were traveling that. with the circus and all they had was the I mean, merry-go-round? Never, like in my that's mind, that's sad, what it Rachel. goes to is that it's it's something that they've just attached themselves to because they were not able to attach attach to like a human or they never felt that from a person so this is what they love and this is what they can control um that's where my mind goes with that that's very sad and very intuitive <laughs> my mind went to like a jack-off story next to a vacuum well honestly and that's what i was to- i thought that too but again you have to start from where that comes from yeah. first not how they're living with it now you're good you're wise <laughs> next on the list those with spectrophilia Report a sexual attraction, relationships, or sexual encounters with ghosts Mm. who come and have hot sex with them at night. (laughs) (laughs) It's like my favorite movie from childhood, The Ghost of Mrs. Muir. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that movie, Rachel? Yes, I do. She totally had spectrophilia. Mm -hmm. Also, do you guys remember that lady who just said she married a ghost, but then they got divorced? They got divorced? He ghosted her. Oh wah, my wah. goodness! No, they really did get divorced, they did because I knew they yeah. got married. They got married. He was a total typical pirate ghost dick. Oh my goodness! They actually did this on Grey's Anatomy. They did. Izzy had a brain tumor, but her person that was dead passed on was coming back to her in several episodes of them having hot sex and being together. Oh my goodness! Yes, it was like season five or something uh, when Izzy is with. Oh, I can't remember his name. I know who you're talking about. There's probably listeners Denny, Denny. screaming the name yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this. Okay. Honestly, Patrick Swayze ghost. I would totally fuck the shit out of him. This is my favorite one. That's why I had you read it. Oh. I know you have a thing for ghosts. Yeah. Know, by the way, I didn't know any of this list before we started. <laughs> Cassie brought us the list. I've been surprised every single time. This um, is my favorite. Yeah, I like it. I'm totally into it. Um, could I fall for a ghost? I don't know. It depends if he makes me laugh or not. It's kind of safe to fall in love with the ghost, except for the woman who already divorced that guy, that ghost guy. But, I mean, it's kind of a safe thing because you're a ghost can't really hurt you, right? Mm. I think that's probably the draw there. Yeah, I agree. It is safe. Okay, so the next one is a tentacle fetish. You, and this is where it comes into that soaring eagle. You can't have sex with an animal because they can't give consent. Um, So you can't have sex with an actual octopus because they're animals and therefore they cannot give consent. Also, that sounds dangerous as fuck. Yes. But they do make octopus-like tentacle porn. And they also make... Um, sex toys that are like tentacles so you can fulfill your fetish consensually and safely 
Wow. Isn't that fascinating? I just find that. I want to see what this looks like. I don't even know. I'll Google it right now. Yeah, please do. Okay. Yeah, Cassie, you please Google that because I don't want tentacle fetish on my fucking phone history (laughs) for my kids to be like trying to go on YouTube and then they pull up a tentacle dildo. I've never even heard of this. Yeah, me either. I mean, wow. That's another one. It's like, how does your mind put this connection to an octopus? Yeah, I, I just, again, how did this person grow up? Oh, okay, so it does look like a dildo, per se. I mean, I was thinking they were very tiny. I'm like, how does this work? It's just shaped like, is this is this actually an Ursula fetish? Because that was very purple. <laughs> At least Ursula isn't just an octopus, though. I mean, she's very humanized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this is interesting to me. I... I think it's a cool idea. Um, I think it's a cool idea. Like, hey, why not? If it, it's just a dildo, you know what I mean? Like, sure. If you want to. Yeah, sure. I'll try it. Yeah, I guess a shaped dildo is a cool idea. I'm not so sure if like trying to have sex with an octopus is probably the best way to go, though. Seems like you might drown. That would be the the, the bad end of this fetish. Also, some octopuses are, are octopi are poisonous so i wouldn't suggest that i mean that they would just get what they deserve actually just trying to sexually assault an octopus if it was poisonous yeah but when you're using this i mean is there water around or is there like ocean sounds i mean could be, it could be whatever I you can't want make sure they would just be like fantasizing in their bed i feel like nothing. rachel is really good at this fetish so if you have this fetish <laughs> and you want to reach out to her just email us um, we'll connect false. you that's see she false. had it all set up the the ocean sounds in the shower she's she's ready oh my god ursula she's wearing ursula makeup <laughs> i think there's like a multitude of things Keep that singing. uh could be going on <laughs> I mean, that could be part of it. I don't know. Maybe the My character. Instagram is FRU. No. <laughs> Slide into her DMs with your tentacles. <clears throat> My God. And I think that will. I have a little bit of note. I have a note here. The last one. It's um, dominance. I think that's kind of a. It's almost a mainstream fetish. I mm-hmm. mean, and it's one half of. BDSM, which stands for bondage, discipline, dominant submission. Um, I think a lot of people practice BDSM on the kink scale where they might do it every now and then, but they don't really require it. Yeah. Um, to uh, orgasm. That's another fetish. And it could just be, it, it, it turns into a fetish if you require um, dominance or uh, submission or sadism or masochism. So dominance is where the sexual partner derives sexual pleasure from taking control of the other person. And that is the good part of that would be a consensual dominant relationship, dom submissive relationship. That's our last one. Definitely probably the most mainstream one on this list (laughs) for sure. Um, But it was a learning experience for a vanilla vanilla like me. Do you guys, before we close out our episode, do you guys have any experiences with any fetishes that you want to share? Um, I don't necessarily, like, I've never had a partner who's asked me to participate in a fetish before, but I do, I have had an experience where I was at your birthday party, actually, and we were in downtown Mm -hmm. Sacramento, Mm -hmm. 
and we are walking the streets as you do. <laughs> and um, I think we we're walking from one bar to another. And this guy came up to me and I remember specifically I was wearing. Okay, so I'm going to describe these specifically. Uh, I was wearing black patent leather lace up sling back open toe booties <laughs> shoes. Okay. And they, it was like, I'd say a six, six inch heel, something like that. Anyways, he came up to me and he said, oh my goodness. He probably didn't say, oh my goodness, but whatever. It's my story. So <laughs> he came up and he said, I love your shoes. You have nice feet. We're doing a fetish night at a certain bar. I don't even remember the name of the bar um, upstairs. And I'd love for you to be a guest. All you have to do is sit in a chair and prop your feet up. You can wear those shoes oh, or whatever yeah. shoes you want. And just people can come and uh, basically worship your feet. And I was like, how much? No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, we're, you know, it's a, it's a fetish night or whatever. And I was like, okay, sure. So I gave him my number. I don't know why I did. I don't know what possessed me. I don't know. I was going I mean, through. it sounds interesting. I, I, I might have done it. I've, that's what I thought. I was like, why not? I was kind of going through a breakup, actually, a, a beginning of a breakup. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then um, he called me like a, a week or two later, and I totally chickened out. <laughs> I totally chickened out. And it's like one of those things I wish I would have done. Yeah. I wish I would have done it. I wonder what bar it was at. I don't know. I know it was upstairs. Like faces, sidetracks. I, I just wish I would. It was a. Ga- it was one of the gay bars. Oh yeah. There's only one upstairs, so that would have been sidetracks. That would have been fun. Yeah, I know. I should have done it. I've always regretted not answering that phone call. I'll find one for you. Cool. <laughs> um, and then I just wanted to end on kindly, kind of. I I think fetishes sometimes are like misunderstood. The good ones that are consensual and they bring no harm. I think we don't really talk about sex very much and we should because I think talking about it opens up a conversation which leads to more consent and I think maybe there'd be more um, happy consensual sharing relationships Mm -hmm. involving kink and fetish than there is now Mm -hmm. which I think is good because um, I think it's always good when you can open up a conversation to give someone consent and um, I think when people think of fetishes, they automatically go to like paraphilic disorders and the bad fetishes and the pe- the ones that are harmful. Mm-hmm. And um, the only thing that I can say is if, if, if you're kinky, if you have a fetish, find somebody who's into it, who will do it for you, who, who's into the same thing. And um, if it's, if, it, if the key, kink or fetish is consensual and it doesn't cause any harm it's really not anyone's place to judge like you do you yeah and this is a great open dialogue because a lot of people tend to shy away from things that they don't understand or Mm -hmm. want to ignore but so this is a great uh, way to open up the um, consent conversation of that you're right that was beautifully said but also um, don't think that your kink or fetish is so far out there that you will not find somebody who's also into it because I guarantee there is a lid for every pot there really is and you will find somebody and also that's the beauty of the internet too you know 
it brings weirdos like us together, you know, <laughs> like it, it brings people like think back in the fifties when you had these fetishes going around it, they're like, well, I'm, I'm the only one who's had this. So I'm going to find ways to gratify it without consent. Mm-hmm. And now it just, there's the internet and people are, are, are a little more open. I think we could be more open, but I think, you know, there's no shame in having a kink or a fetish. It, it, it is who you are. And if you're not hurting anyone, don't be afraid to say like, hey, we're on a date or we're getting close to having a sexual consen- consensual sexual relationship. This is what I'm into. Are you open to it? And if they are dicks about it or they're they're rude or they make fun of you, like they're the asshole, yeah. you know, totally. like just say, well, I didn't want to lick your feet anyway. So fuck off, <laughs> you know. So I, I think that's a good place to to end this episode. Thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us. Thanks I for had having a, me. This was fun. I had a blast. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to say? Because I'm hogging the mic. I love it. You're perfect. You're great. I always like to end on feet licking. Me too. <laughs> All right. Cheers to that. Cheers.